Welcome to the What She Said podcast. My name is Candace Sampson. I am currently in the middle of divorce proceedings, working towards my psychology degree, dating for the first time in 20 years, raising three teenage girls, a senior dog, and two guinea pigs. And in the middle of all this, I thought it would be a good time to buy the What She Said media property. What could possibly go wrong? I've been in the trenches with women across Canada for over a decade now, oversharing on the Yummy Mummy Club, Life in Pleasantville, and on all my social media pages, and I totally do it for the gram. And now I'm coming to you on the radio at 105.9 The Region and on this podcast. Apparently, I have a lot to say. So let's get rolling. I'm going to get personal for a second, a little raw. As a single mom with no co-parent on the scene, no siblings, and elderly parents who we absolutely could not see, this pandemic scared the living shit out of me. I mean, it's really not until after your adrenaline stops pumping and you look back on the sheer panic of searching for hand sanitizer and masks, stockpiling food and medication for your house, not knowing how long quarantine was going to be, wondering how you'd keep everyone from falling apart, all while trying your best to put on a brave face for your kids, do you stop and actually realize how scary the early days of this pandemic were? And even now, I know that I'm luckier than others. At least my children are older. Doing this with younger kids who couldn't be left at home alone while mom had to go procure what was needed to survive put many single mothers in an impossible situation. But as Mr. Rogers says, look for the helpers. And that is where my next guest comes in. My next guest has been a single mom on three separate occasions. She remembers the isolation and feelings of inadequacy around trying to support herself, maintaining her own mental health while providing financially and caring for her two children. When she looked around and saw what was happening during COVID, she sprung into action, filling a much-needed gap that will thrive long past this pandemic. Meet Natasha Rose from the Single Moms Buddy Program. Hi, Natasha. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So I have to tell you, my producer sent me a link to a article that talked about your group, and I immediately said, yes, get her on, uh, mostly because, totally for selfish reasons, I'm a single mother uh, going through this pandemic, and I just thought your idea was brilliant. So I'll let you uh, sort of explain what the group is. Okay. Um so I guess at the onset of COVID, it seems so far away now or so long ago, April 4th, uh, which was just a couple months ago, but I don't know if anybody else is losing track of time like I am. It just feels like it's going on super speed. Um, I got up one Saturday morning and just went on Facebook like I normally do and kind of, you know, that scrolling that we, and I saw a post on, I think it was like a Stittsville Moms uh, group of this woman just like bawling hysterically and it was a selfie shot of her and it just really hit you know deep like I I know that feeling I'm like I remember that feeling so well I'm not in that situation anymore I have a blended family now but I had been there 
on three previous occasions as a single mom. And I just, I don't know kind of how I came up with this idea, but I was just like, you know what, we need to do more. We need to um, reach out to people who really need help, single parents, you know, single dads as well. And um, I just came up with a buddy concept. So initially it was supposed to be in Canada where I live. I thought, you know, I'll just kind of, it was just, it was just supposed to be this like little thing, right. Where I'd, you know, reach out to some people in Canada, some single moms. I have a lot of single mom friends and say, hey, what if we start a buddy system where, you know, if one of us goes to the store and you need something, we'll just reach out and say, we're going to Costco or to Walmart or wherever. Do you need anything? And initially I was trying to message all of my friends individually and saying like, I'm here, can I get you anything? But I realized I was going to exhaust myself and we have a family of six and it's probably not the best use of my time to be jumping from store to store, especially with a virus going on. So that was kind of initially how it all began. Um, I made a group. I had these beautiful flowers on my kitchen table. I took a picture of that. I made that my Facebook cover. And it was really just to kind of provide some hope and some joy to moms out there that were struggling. So let's back up then just a little bit because, you know, I think you know this and I know this and every single mother listening to this is going to uh, know that being a single mother is very isolating. Very. Yeah. And so when this pandemic hit, it was like a double whammy really Mm -hmm. Uh, because, you know, personally for me, um, my support network consists of my parents Mm -hmm. and that's it. And they're elderly and with this virus, there was just no way we were going to risk them coming to visit us or coming to help us out and then potentially, you know, getting this virus and so on. So I lost my only support going into this pandemic and my children were now isolated from their friends and their network. And so it becomes this very isolating, lonely experience. Um, very much so. So, I, which is why I think this your group is, you know, why it resonated with me so much because it really does create that that kinship. Mm-hmm. So th- that talks about a lot about the kind of uh, tagline that I use is bridging the gap between isolation and connection. And I wanted to to, to be something that you know continued on post COVID, so that you know some people were saying, you know, will this continue? And it's like of Single moms feel isolated all the time. Um, so it's not just a coronavirus thing, although that kind of sparked my idea. Um, the feeling of isolation, like you said, with your parents being your support network. I, I've been here since 2000 and my parents don't live here. So I can really, you know, you end up having to make a community of, of essentially resources, women in the community, people that you can rely on friendships to support you in those ways. And so even, you know, during that time when you can't go out to the community as much and the the exposure of, you know, there was a lot of ridicule and stuff around taking children out to the grocery stores. um, Women were feeling very ashamed having to bring their kids and um, the resources were very limiting. You know, I, would heard, I had heard stories of women taking their kids and leaving them in their cars with the windows down so that they could run into the grocery stores, begging people to watch them from their cars. You know, it, it almost creates a sense of desperation. And that is, a, that is the, you know, sort of the 
dilemma in this during this time is that do you take them into the store and risk them getting the virus or do you leave them in the car and risk, you know, very low likelihood of somebody, you know, kidnapping them, but very high likelihood of you being shamed on social media, somebody taking a video, somebody calling the police, because people just want to jump to that worst possible conclusion. And really, you've got a mother who just is really stuck between a rock and a hard place on the best decision for her children. Mm -hmm. And she still has to feed them. And it made me think back to I'm sure you've been there, but being a single mom is like a strategic planning session. You know, you're always like five steps ahead. It's like, you know, do I have Advil in case one of them gets sick in the night? Do I have what I need for cereal in the morning? It's not so easy just to, you know, leave. Obviously, when they get a bit older, it changes. But my kids are still really small and they were small when I was a single parent. So I always had to be one step ahead. And coronavirus really added a level of complexity, like you said, and I think it amped up a lot of anxiety and depression as well around being able to cope and just manage our own, you know, mental wellness and also looking after our children's mental wellness as well. And so that's a good point because mental health is going to be a huge, uh, you know, uh, issue. I've talked to some therapists through this and uh, a few people who talk about the oncoming mental health tsunami when this uh, goes by and, Right now, single mothers in particular, or single parents in particular, like you said, are trying to manage their own mental health, also strategically thinking about their children's mental health, uh, and it's a lot. So it becomes, yeah, a nonstop um, strategic planning session on everything as simple as getting up in the morning, making sure your homework is done, making sure your work is done, making sure you can pay all the bills, and on and on and on, as you know. Um, So... Post-COVID, though, how do you see this group growing and developing? So it has gone super speed. I think that's why I'm losing track of time. So one idea, small idea, which I thought has just exploded. Um, I think this is my fifth or sixth interview. I've had recognition from the Kelly Clarkson show, um, CBC Radio, it just, you know, every couple of days, I feel like it's reaching more and more people. So it just shows that there is a niche and that there is a gap in the community for this. Um, So I've been working really hard to expand and it's actually now a registered not-for-profit, which is very exciting. And it's my heart. So I've been, you know, pouring out as much time as I can. Like I said, we have a family of six, so I still have to, you know, preserve some energy for my own family. Um, but I, my vision is that we'll expand it um, to provide, you know, services, workshops, therapy, etc. for single moms in our community, as well as continue with the buddy system. Um, it's solely on Facebook right now, and it works okay, but it's hard to manage who's already matched and who still needs to be matched. So my vision is to get some funding in to create a buddy matching app for both Android and iPhones almost like a dating app where single moms can go in and find friendships and find networks and find a sense of community. So you started this April 4th, April 4th. Okay. And so it was meant to be an Ottawa based, um, uh, uh, group. And now where have you expanded to? So now, um, I have four board of directors. We're starting this, our not-for-profit. 
amazing women in the community that have come and supported. We've had multiple fundraisers, many donations from the community. Um, on Mother's Day, we did a host a mother for Mother's Day. So we, I fundraised and was able to um, raise enough money to, to buy flowers for 33 moms in our community, just to acknowledge them. Um, so yeah, it's just going to continue uh, as we get more funding and more opportunities and stuff to expand. Right now, we have a team of psychotherapists that are offering pro bono rates to the moms that need it in, in the Facebook group. And so that's been really helpful, as well as my other job. I'm a transitional coach, so offering coaching services to the moms and the group has been another really, really big necessity. So what does a transitional coach do? So... I, um, a year ago, was kind of in a little bit of a funk and, you know, I was a single parent, two kids on my own, and I had worked a career for 13 years that I was burning out of. I worked frontline in group homes. And so I knew I needed to get healthy and well for the sake of my children. So I decided that I needed to do some professional growth and development and I signed up for um, it's Taryn Watts. She's a, a coach, a local coach. She had a Mind Rebel Academy, so a coaching and Mind Rebel practitioner training. So I just signed up for both, you know, another leap of faith. And it became a, a huge healing journey for me. And afterwards, I realized that my skill, my strength was in transitioning women um, through things like separation and divorce, you know, becoming a single parent, transitioning to the next best version of themselves. Uh, finding hope again and healing themselves so that they can be better um, moms and, you know, feel better about themselves ultimately. So really this, this group then, this single moms buddy program is almost feels like a natural um, extension of what you're doing, uh, what you were doing already. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Okay. So um, Let's talk about resources. So what are you offering in terms of the, in the group in terms of resources for people? You said you have psychotherapists coming forward. Are there any businesses coming forward to offer assistance? Um, what do you get? Um, right, right, right now, um, it's kind of like stage two. I'm now networking with organizations. Um, in order to expand, I need sponsorships. I need money coming in the door. Um, this is pretty much solo funded by myself and any of the donations that have come in so far, but uh, there are no funds left at this point. So in order to do the things I want to do, I need to get some funding coming in. Um, right now I've partnered, which is very exciting with nostigmas.org. It's a Canadian and U S um, organization that is kind of like a peer buddy resource and obviously around, you know, no stigmas around mental health and, and requiring the support. So that's huge. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of more exciting opportunities come, but I'm kind of in this transition phase myself where, you know, I've brought it to where it is now. And now that it's not for profit, we need to move it forward. So what is this? Is, you know, I don't want you to obviously, you know, give away secrets or, or share <laughs> personal information, but has there been some uh, surprising things to you, like things that shocked you to learn what mothers were going through? Not really, because I've had my own pretty shocking journey. Um, I was ashamed of my story for many years. And, and so I know that, you know, there's not really anything that can shock me. Uh, the biggest thing, though, is the, the amount of things that single parents are going through right now. So, um, 
I, I kind of laugh. It's kind of like a country song, you know, it's like the, there's just so much like there's single moms that have uh, children with special needs. So they're trying to, you know, parent them from home as well as offer schooling and support. Like you said, their network's gone and their, their schooling supports are gone at this, at this point. There's immune compromised moms, moms that, you know, are looking after elderly parents, parents with cancer, or terminal illness. Um, it just, it just keeps going on and on moms that have lost their jobs because they need to look after their children. Uh, moms that don't have a lot of food and supplies. Like we have a, a full spectrum from, you know, moms with newborn babies that are by themselves and you know how hard it is being a, you know, postpartum mom and how challenging that is and, and doing it solo during a pandemic without a social network and support. Very, very, very isolating. Um, and there's a lot of mental health all throughout, you know, everybody, but a lot of anxiety, a lot of unknowns. Um, and I kind of feel like we're at the stage now where people are getting a little depressed. Maybe there's a little bit more hope now that they're opening up stage two, but we kind of went into this lull where it's like, what is the next step? When is this all going to kind of improve? And being the person who founded the group, I get tons of emails every day, just, you know, sharing stories and asking for resources and trying just to, uh, you know, keep people a little bit hopeful. Right. Okay. So, um, I just want to quickly ask you about, um, you said that women have the power to create their own destiny and change their story. So I love that. So in this group though, is it just women only? So that's a good question. At first I was going to do women and men because I was partially raised by a single father. Um, but the more I thought about it, it just, it just seemed right for me just to have an exclusive single moms group, just because a lot of the women in the group don't necessarily want to share with male counterparts. It's not a discrimination thing. It's just, you know, it would be nice if a, a local area man wanted to start a single dad's group. That would be wonderful. And single dads go through the exact same thing. So it was just a, it was just a personal choice um, for creating a safe space. A lot of, there's a lot of abuse, um, stories of abuse and stuff too. So I wanted to protect people's anonymity and confidentiality as well. So that was a how, big how do you do that in the group? Do you have rules in place or like how are you monitoring privacy concerns? So I just have a zero tolerance um, for anything like that. I've had to remove remove a few people just because the rules weren't adhered to. And I have no tolerance for that kind of stuff. You know, Ottawa is a big community, but it's also a small community when you put a bunch of single moms in this, on the same platform. Um, everybody's been operating very well, I would say. I haven't had um, many complaints about anything happening. Once they're partnered and buddied up, it's for them to disclose whether or not they want to share personal information. You don't have to say your address. You could potentially meet somewhere outside of your home, you know, if somebody's picking up some stuff. Um, but that's based on individual comfort level. And I think some friendships have formed as well, you know, people in the, in your community, there's a lot of, there's a lot of single moms out there. And, and some well, of that's, them I just wanted to jump in and say that, yeah, because that is for me, the probably the biggest thing that I, I can see the benefit of this group you know, when you're, when you're young and you're in school and you're, you're very social, making friends is easy. 
Yeah. Um, making friends as, as a young mom is, is fairly easy because again, you're in groups and so on and so forth. As a single mom, it gets a little more difficult. You're a little older, you're busy with your kids and making friends is difficult. Mm -hmm. Uh, so this group is a great way to find, um, you know, peers that you can, um, commiserate with uh, through this, this time. But I, I imagine that you've also got some great friendships starting in there. Yeah, it's, it's been beautiful. Like some of the women are just like, just to be acknowledged and to be recognized and to know that it's there, even if I don't ever have to use it is half the battle. Sometimes just knowing that we have a village supporting us is, I, I know for myself, that sense of community and connection is so important, especially when you're, you know, trying to navigate things solo. Okay. So if people want to join this group then, and, um, you know, first off, wh where do they go? So um, you can go on Facebook. It's uh, Single Moms Buddy Program Ottawa. Um, my hope is that it expands elsewhere, you know, Canada So can people wise. join if they're not in Ottawa? Like, I, well, I believe I saw somebody in there from New Brunswick. They can, but they won't be able to get the same services. Um, I, I would hope that, you know, people would reach out if they want to start a group in their area and then I could help, help them help assist them with that. That would be amazing. Um, I know there's definitely a need everywhere. There's been a lot of people reaching out to me. Um, so right now we have the Facebook group in the process of developing a single mom's buddy website. So that's to come. And um, from there, just keeping people updated as, as things progress. Okay. Well, I think uh, we're at June 10th and you started this April 4th I think I think this is going to explode uh, even more uh, in the coming months so thank you so much for joining me today this was uh, this is great it's a great group and I thank you for starting it thank you this is Charles Adler after a few years of working on radio and television the Charles Adler show has evolved to a natural place in 2023 YouTube podcast and open RSS You'll hear the show as it always has been delivered, concise, with context, clarity, and empathy. And as a bonus, the guests will be natural-born storytellers who won't fear telling stories that are personal and emotional. They won't fear uncomfortable questions. Most important, they won't fear me. Follow me on Twitter at Charles Antler and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.